Welcome to Days Zero Update for June 6, 2021. I'm your host, Chris Logi. And I'm Brandon Perkins. Yeah, a little bit of a light show or crew this week. Uh, yeah. Also because Danner decided he wanted to have fun for once. Yeah. Uh, went to Disneyland. Not Disney yeah. World. He's vaxxed now, so he can actually go and do that now. I think I saw him say he waited in line five hours to get into the Avengers mm-hmm. thing that's over there. Yeah. Which is a thing you can do when you no longer have to worry about people getting you disgustingly sick. Yeah. Or at least in the COVID kind of way. Mm-hmm. Might be able to get oh, other no. things, but... Oh, yeah. He'll totally probably come home with something, but it won't be COVID. Spending so. way too much on food and stuff. Oh, yeah. That's the Disney way. Mm-hmm. Overpay for shit you don't need. Yep. But yeah, we are going to be talking about a bunch of stuff here. We got your new content for some of the other subscription services that uh, start this month. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got some a nice little free thing you can get in a couple of places. Yeah, uh, a nice little bundle that'll give you a shit ton of games to play while oh, yeah. benefiting a good uh, charity for mm-hmm. the stuff that's going on over in Palestine. Yep. Uh, so you've got some update stuff, some release stuff, uh, some delisting stuff, you know, all the ways that games can come into and out of existence. Yep. Uh, as well as a good bit of Sony stuff here, because they decided to put up this Herman Hulst mm-hmm. Q&A on the PlayStation blog that has a bunch of information about things. They also held a PSVR spotlight thing showing a bunch of PSVR games. And then we'll talk about the E3 schedule or whatever the hell this waste of time is Mm -hmm. that they call a schedule. Yep. Cause uh, there's a whole lot, there's a whole lot of, uh, we aren't sure just yet. (laughs) TBDs of like, I guess the stuff is supposed to happen, but we don't know when Mm -hmm. and trying to schedule people to maybe appear on streams to talk over these shows. Mm -hmm. It can't really happen that easily when they're fucking around with this stuff. Yeah. So we'll get into all that. We'll hash it out. But for the time being, we'll talk about uh, all that here in a little bit as we get to what we've been playing lately. Uh, I will start here and talk about how I finished Ratchet & Clank Future Cracking Time uh, on stream. Since we delayed the Let's Weekend taping, I ended up finishing that up on Friday. Uh, which wasn't too bad. It was like an hour left ahead. Mostly just two major boss fights at the end. Uh, So that is that. Uh, Wasn't surprised by anything. I still remembered uh, that those are the fights. They kind of telegraph the the major turn that happens. Uh, But yeah, it's not too bad. The the last fight against Nefarious was kind of a pain in the ass because it's it wasn't tough. It was just there was a lot of stages to it. Mm-hmm. There's sort of like a base fight, and then it goes into a whole section where you need to use the hover boots to go mm-hmm. across this course that yeah. is kind of annoying. Because those controls aren't great on that thing. And making you do a lot of it, as well as platforming, uh, there mm-hmm. are plenty of ways for it to go wrong. And I found most of them. Uh, then you go fight some more. Then you get up on this ship, which is like a fight that you did earlier in the game. Uh, that was a bit tough because they just decide, like, guess what? We'll throw a number of uh, distractions in your way, mm-hmm. types of attacks, and you have to figure out how to 
dodge all of them, which is yep. too hard, or which isn't too easy, especially because I didn't have the money to buy the last armor upgrade that I had available. It was just short of that, but I got through it. Got through the final fight, not too, not too tough. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, got through that and start up the challenge mode. And that's when I ended the stream, was just right when that was starting. Mm. Which was good because it crashed shortly after. <laughs> uh, so that was fun. Or froze on a bit. Uh, so yeah, that was... Uh, that game's probably the best in the series, I'd mm-hmm. say. I think the Clank stuff is really well done. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of good content in there. Some is not so great, but... They tried different things with uh, each of these games, so none of it works. Uh, but then started Into the Nexus today, streamed that for a good bit. And that game, playing it right after a crack in time, is pretty interesting because mm-hmm. the, the controls are a little bit weird and different. Because uh, there's a lot more focus on you aiming, having to hold down L1 to aim a cursor at stuff uh, for shooting and all that. It has like an auto aim that kind of helps out because it's not particularly easy to aim with that thing. Uh, Cause you're also using these, uh, you can tell there's like a little bit of a portal influence to it. Uh, Cause you have these uh, little pads that you activate that create this like little portal tunnel kind of thing between mm-hmm. them as you kind of float between them. And you're oftentimes trying to set up multiple that cross so that you go from one to the other more easily or ways to get to to places that you wouldn't be able to normally. Uh, that's kind of the big new gameplay thing. Uh, also mm-hmm. part of this is uh, I, I saw the remnants of the uh, mobile game that this was tied to before the Nexus, mm-hmm. uh, which was a runner. And if you tied your mm-hmm. accounts together, you could get Raritanium, which used a, as part of your upgrade process for the guns. Uh, but this game is supposed to not be that long, like maybe five, six hours. Yeah, it's uh, it's fairly short. Which is about half what the normal games are, which makes sense because it was about half the price when it launched. I think it was 30 bucks. Uh, mm-hmm. And that came out right around when the PS4 launched. That's sort of that crop of games that Sony put out in 2013. It was... Grand Turismo 6, there was Puppeteer, there was Into the Nexus, mm-hmm. maybe one or two others that came out on the PS3, not on the PS4 for some reason. Uh, but they had like a, a nice little crop of games there for people that were still on the, the PS3 for a bit longer. Mm-hmm. So that's uh, been a pretty fun game. It's The story's a bit interesting because it has not little to do with any of the previous games, but the the main villains are very different from the others where it's either big bad capitalist guy or you know nefarious big bad evil guy kind of thing yeah. uh yeah this is sort of a they keep calling her a witch but she has some special abilities uh you're transporting her with uh Kronk and zephyr mm-hmm. uh and of course things go awry because she's fucking around with the the ship uh, even though she's in captivity. Uh, so, and they end up killing Kronk and Zephyr, at least so far that's what we believe to happen. Yeah. Uh, so 
definitely not pulling punches here. But yeah, mm-hmm. the uh, the game's pretty good. I'm looking forward to putting some more time into it. Uh, since it's kind of a smaller thing, the weapons only go to level three. Which I already had the the mm. pistol at that. So I think the grenades that you start with also at like two and a half or so. Uh, but the rare titanium you get, you sort of fill out this whole little like hex grid for mm. upgrades, various upgrades. You know, more yeah. ammo, maybe longer distance for the shots. Uh, some will drop more bolts or more rare titanium, that kind of stuff. So kind mm-hmm. of feeds into you buying more weapons or uh, upgrading more weapons or killing enemies a little faster. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Even has like a cloud save thing in it, which is weird because there's no other version of the game. But I think that's for, I don't know if that's for people that have PS Plus or not. Because mm-hmm. it's not the, the backup stuff, but I don't know, it's weird. Yeah, I'm not entirely sure either. But like the PS4 remake of the original game, it only allows you to have one save at a time. Mm-hmm. So I had to delete the, the challenge mode save I had on there mm-hmm. and uh, start a new one. So that was annoying. Considering all the rest of the games allowed you to have multiple saves, I believe. Uh, except for Quest for Booty, but that's because it's literally like a two, two and a half hour thing. Mm-hmm. And there's no real progression to it anyway so that's kind of that for the ratchet and clank things i have rift apart pre-ordered mm-hmm. haven't preloaded it yet because i just don't have the the room at the moment i haven't dealt with that part of it mm-hmm. but it's not supposed to be that big i think it's like 40 gigs or something like that mm-hmm. uh so that's been that uh, also been playing some more grindstone sort of when i need something to screw around with i bring up grindstone uh the puzzle game from capybara Mm-hmm. Still enjoying that a lot. Kind of working my way through it, trying to get all the uh, the medals for each of the puzzles, which mm-hmm. is one for just beating it, one for killing the king that shows up after you unlock the door, and one for getting the chest that opens up. Uh, which you also mm-hmm. have to kill an enemy that has the key to unlock it, and then have enough of a combo to open the chest. That kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, and they throw, they have some real fucking puzzles here. We got there's like these bat caves that shoot out these bats that break a bunch of the or just kill a bunch of the enemies that are in front of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like every other turn, I think, for that. Uh, it takes like 12 just to break the bat cave, and then the, the bat comes out as its own thing to kill. Uh, there's... There's these gravestones that turn a random enemy to a skeleton. Yeah. Uh, that is annoying because then if you kill it, then you have to get to its remains within, I think, two turns uh, to break that because I think it'll come back to life. So there's a lot of fuckery in here that it throws and it's like, oh, let's throw multiple of these together. I'll let you deal with all this shit and try to somehow build combos to break things. And all that. So yeah, that's that's that whole game. It's just frustration, being happy when the uh, the luck breaks your way. So yeah, that's kind of it for me. How about you, Brandon? Uh, if I can get my bird to silence himself over here. As for me, I have been playing, uh, still playing No Man's Sky. Um, I've got to the point now where I now have a freighter. 
Uh, I've gotten a better, superior uh, multi-tool to work with now, with a bunch of uh, a bunch of uh, new slots to work with and a bunch of new tech attached to it. So I got that. Um, I've gotten along further on the whole uh, Atlas path, specifically with uh, talking with Apollo, who's that weird robot dude that you end up uh, coming into contact with, because he's basically trying to find a way to take down Sentinels. Um, so I've been doing that. Uh, yeah, it's, it's yeah, it's still a great game, and um, as we're fixing to talk about very soon there's a new uh there's a new bit of dlc well not dlc but um a patch that was released this week where you can you know they've made some graphical overhauls uh probably the most immediate one you'll notice is uh the teleportation animation that you're using is now essentially like a rainbow prism Hence why it's probably called Prism. Uh, that goes with it. Also, you'll notice a lot of the uh, creatures you come in contact with no longer all look like they're made out of rubber. Uh, a bunch of them now actually have fur patterns now, which is pretty cool. Um, there are... Also, uh, I've noticed something else, which is that, man, I do not know how to... Uh, build a base that looks like an actual base and not just a bunch of haphazard crap thrown around on a mountain. <laughs> um, yeah, like, uh, you know, you, when you're building your base, you know, when you start off with it, you know, you're, you're like, okay, you need to make a, a shelter to house, like, your computer and stuff, and you need to, you know, find a way to repair your ship and all this stuff. But as the game goes on, you end up having to build more and more stuff. And, you know, and on top of that, you got to find ways to power all this stuff. And, you know, I mean, obviously I'm at the point now where I can make solar panels. So, you know, that kind of makes the job a lot easier um, for, you know, most of the time. Um, But you also got to connect that stuff to everything as well. And you want to make sure that you're not overloading it. so there's a bunch of haphazard wires and cords everywhere. I tried to build like a uh, a uh, chamber that could like house my uh, my my uh, science uh, monitor and the scientist I hired in there. And I inadvertently ended up putting a door that you cannot actually walk out of. You have to jump out of it. Um. I do know for a fact that you can go back and like erase and do all this stuff, but redo all this stuff, but I kind of don't want to. <laughs> yeah. Uh, because uh, I don't want to have to go through all that crap again. And, um, but yeah, it's uh, still great, still very addictive. Totally understand why so many people love it. Uh, probably will still be playing it for a while. Um, also, uh, and because we're going to be talking about, you know, PS Now and Game Pass put out a bunch of new stuff this week for this month. Um, I've been playing uh, both Virtua Fighter 5 Ultimate Showdown and Sonic Mania. Um, and, uh, you know, it's Virtua Fighter 5 and Sonic Mania. They're both great, you know. 
One is one of the probably the most technical fighting game that you can ever get involved in. That also absolutely beats you down very fast if you don't know what you're doing. And the other is the best Sonic game that's been made in over 15 years. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, uh, that's pretty much it. So, uh, yeah. All right. So let's get to some news here. It's June. We talked about mm-hmm. PlayStation Plus games to go yeah. last week. And mm-hmm. now this week it is PlayStation Now and Game Pass mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, we kind of knew all this stuff that was coming for PlayStation Now because I happened to look at the app. Uh, the Sonic mm-hmm. stuff got announced early, but the other stuff showed up that same day. Uh wasn't playable because somebody just hits the live button on this stuff a little too early. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> there's quite a bit of interesting stuff here. The biggest games probably The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt, the yep. complete edition. Mm-hmm. So That's all the, of it. Yeah, you got all the free DLCs and the two expansion packs with it. So you can mm-hmm. check that out. And believe me, that that second expansion pack is so big it could almost be its own game. Yeah. Legitimately. Like it is massive. Yeah, we're still waiting to hear whenever they're getting the next gen version of that game ready too. Mm-hmm. Uh along with Cyberpunk. Uh you know, they don't have enough on their plate at this point. Oh boy. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this version is available until September 6th. Mm-hmm. So you got a few months to check that out. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's the trio of Sonic games, Team Sonic Racing, which is the most mm-hmm. recent here. Uh, there's Sonic Mania, the sort yep. of excellent uh, throwback game. Mm-hmm. And Sonic Forces, which is whatever. It's ridiculous. It's, stupid. it's, it's a game that... It has probably the single most inconsistent tone in any game I've ever encountered. Because but it works, so it's better than like half of the 3D Sonic games. Yeah, because it's actually playable. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's weird because that game is... You get a feeling like at the beginning that game was supposed to be a lot darker than what it eventually became. And it's like a third away into development. The corporate came in and said, no, it's too dark we got to make this for kids so yeah yeah so that's the thing you can play if you want mm-hmm. uh, there's also virtual fighter 5 ultimate showdown yeah as i mentioned it's on playstation plus and playstation now this month mm-hmm. uh, so that seems like it's gonna be on there for quite a while because mm-hmm. uh, it doesn't have a date here so uh that might mean it's on there for good but mm-hmm. for PlayStation Plus, I think it's until August 3rd. Mm. Let me see. Yeah, August 3rd is the... Yeah, I think it's August. Two months. Yeah. So there's that. What's that, Brandon? I was going to say, remember, uh, if you, you, know, you go ahead and get it while it's now and download it now, you've got it forever. So Yeah, for PlayStation Plus. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so the other games, there's Slay the Spire until mm-hmm. December 6th. That's a very good sort of deck-building roguelike. Yep. Uh, some really good mechanics there and sort of perks and such you can pick up that can make you OP or really fuck you over. Mm-hmm. Uh, pretty well done on that. And there's Car Mechanics Simulator, which yeah. is just a weird little game that uh, lets you kind of Work on these various cars, mm-hmm. uh, sort of build up your repair 
business kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know on PC they're fairly popular. Uh, not sure how the console version works, but uh, might be one of those games if you need something that's like more chill to mm-hmm. play, to relax with. Uh, so that's kind of that. A uh, pretty good lineup there. Mm-hmm. Let's see. For Game Pass, it's kind of an incomplete list because I assume uh, when they have their show here next week mm-hmm. during the E3 and Summer Game Fest stuff, uh, mm-hmm. there will be more to add. Because right now this just has four things on it. One of them is there's a cloud version of a game that came out recently, The Wild at Heart. Mm. Uh, yeah. For consoles and cloud, there's For Honor. Mm. For cloud, console, and PC, Darkest Dungeon. Uh, which, that's a really good game. Oh, yeah. Just, uh, you know, keep your... Uh... Let's, well, let's just say uh, you might need to like tape or attach the controller to your hand at some point because otherwise you will be throwing it at the screen. That is, is that is one of the most notoriously difficult RPGs you'll ever play. Yeah, and it's a game about managing a party, dealing with like mental illness and yeah uh, stresses and all that kind of stuff that will give you uh, issues as well. Oh yeah. Uh, see, that's available June 10th. Uh, the other game here is on PC called Backbone, mm-hmm. which seems to be sort of a post-noir adventure game, mm. but where the characters are kind of anthropomorphic animals. Yep. Uh, like a raccoon detective is mm-hmm. the one you're controlling and shows some other creatures here. Yep. I don't know how that plays out, but that's out June 8th. So here in a couple days. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of that. Uh, yeah, that's kind of it for there. I assume there will be stuff that gets announced at the Microsoft and Bethesda showcase. Definitely. Otherwise, this is kind of a disappointing month. Mm. But it seems designed to make you hold off for another week or so. Yeah, pretty much. So there's that. Uh, let's get to something else that is available on the cheap Tell me why. Yep, is the latest Don't Nod game mm-hmm. uh, for Xbox, Windows Store, and Steam, and they've made it free for Pride Month. Mm-hmm. Uh, all all Pride Month, the whole season. Yeah, all three of those platforms until June thirtieth. Mm. You can get those uh, for that, so that is pretty cool. And uh, they definitely call out some other. Uh, Games here and interactive fiction from trans and queer independent developers uh, that they like. Uh, so you can definitely check that out uh, for some other recommendations and some charity stuff to donate other ways to maybe yeah. spend the money you might have spent on this game and pay it forward to other places of need. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's that nice little thing. Yep. Uh, if you also want to spend some money to benefit a charity of need there's the itch.io they have a huge indie bundle this year sort of like the indie bundle for racial justice that was last Mm -hmm. year there's a huge bundle have something similar here for five bucks you can buy in Uh, i think you can pay more if you want Uh, but for the bare minimum you get a thousand games or a thousand items Mm -hmm. i guess Uh, because not all these are games Uh, but you get a uh, thousand and nineteen items it has on here, 
for five bucks, and the the money goes towards the United Nations Relief and Works Agency that is providing food assistance for Palestinians that yeah. have had to deal with the ongoing conflict over there. Yeah. Uh, so that is a, a good cause there. Definitely. So yeah, that's good shit. And there's a bunch of good indie games in here. It's too much to kind of go, go over. over. In there's like detail, but well over I, a thousand a thousand different items for about five dollars. So yeah, uh, some of it's crossover from the last bundle, the racial justice bundle. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there is some new stuff in here. I don't have any of it on mind. Uh, but I've seen a good, if I can find it, a good Google Doc that shows you which ones are only in this bundle, which ones you might have from the other bundle. Because mm-hmm. uh, the sort of uh, library stuff on the itch.io is not necessarily the best. Yeah. Letting you know sort of what stuff you already owned and all that. But there's some good stuff there. Uh, just looking briefly over here, there's like Calico, which is a game that's coming to the Switch. We run like a cat cafe that's run by like magical girls. Uh, As far as like the anime trope there. Uh, There's a bunch of stuff here to check out. Glittermitten Grove, which also has Frog Fractions 2 in it. Mm -hmm. uh, For a bit of weirdness there. You know, I think Celeste is in there. There's a a bunch of games worth checking out. Oh yeah, a lot of great stuff. So go check that out if you are interested in that. And speaking of free stuff, we talked about mm-hmm. this a little bit. No Man's Sky has a new update called Prisms. Mm-hmm. Uh, sort of their newest update that kind of uh, gives the game a good uh, boost in graphical uh, I don't know, changes. Not really so much of a huge overhaul or anything. No, it'll make it's... the game look uh, a bit nicer. Yep. Uh, PC version has DLSS support, so it should be able to make the game look uh, a good bit better without sacrificing frame rate. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's able to kind of do some of that stuff. Uh, let's see. I think you can. Uh, you've been able to ride creatures before that you uh, befriended, uh, but mm-hmm. now flying creatures are able to uh, be adopted as your companions to ride around on. Yeah, you can actually ride around on them now. So they showed a ridiculous scene of the traveler sort of riding on this weird snake butterfly thing as a giant groundworm was going around in the background. I don't know if mm-hmm. you've run into those yet, Brandon. The big. Uh, yeah, I have. <laughs> I found my first one the other day. I yeah. hadn't seen one before. It just came out right in front of me. I was like, Jesus Christ, what the hell is this? I yeah. saw it. I was like, oh, shit. Okay. I see what it is. Uh, but yeah, like, there's creatures now that can have fur, uh, which is nice. They've all kind of had just kind of reptilian kind of leathery skin mm-hmm. uh, looking stuff. Uh, some better looking stuff for the space. You mentioned the sort of uh, dimensional travel uh, looks pretty nice now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, there's more... Uh, rain effects, wet effects, that kind of stuff, shiny stuff, all that kind of the full patch notes probably explain it a little bit better, mm-hmm. but uh it's a nice little bonus updates, nothing really too much being added content wise, but mm-hmm. there's plenty enough in there for the time being. All right. 
And yeah, let's see here. The Good Life, a new game from Swery, uh, mm-hmm. has been delayed to this fall. It was previously uh, planned for a summer release. Mm-hmm. Uh, as well as switching publishers from the regular corporation to Playism. Mm-hmm. I guess because the regular corporation got acquired by Epic uh, when they bought, I forget what the company that the regular corporation is owned by, but they bought them. Uh, so I mm-hmm. think they ended up ending that partnership. So it'll be out in a few more months uh, after uh, sometime this fall. Uh, be twenty nine ninety nine, but it seems like it'll be out on PS four, Xbox One, Switch, and Steam this fall. Seems mm. like it's in the home stretch here. That's gonna be an interesting game to check out. Uh, so yeah, that is that. Uh, let's right. see. EA, they announced that they have delisted a number of older Need for Speed games. Yeah, uh, uh, PSN, Xbox Live, PC, they're all going bye bye. Yeah, Steam Origin, all that stuff. Uh, it's Need for Speed Carbon, Need for Speed Undercover, Need for Speed Shipped, Need for Speed Shipped 2 Unleashed, and Need for Speed mm. The Run were delisted on May 31st, I think it was. Mm. Uh, you can still access the online components in those games until August 31st, and those servers will be shut down the next day, September 1st. Uh, mm. So that'd be a shame. That's kind of an interesting era of Need for Speed where like Shift and Shift 2 were kind of trying to be more realistic than the others. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that developer ended up going on to make uh, I forget what the the game was. I have it on Steam. I need to look my recent games there. Uh, Crap. Don't have it here, but mm-hmm. let me see if I can find it real quick. There is Project Cars, that developer. Uh, those were pretty fun. Need for Speed: The Run was trying to be like a weird story-focused game. We had quick time events and all that kind of stuff, and I think Carbon Undercover and no Carbon and Undercover were just kind of follow-ups that just tried to do more cops versus crooks kind of thing. No, I don't think either of those really did much for anybody. So, unfortunate to have those games going down, but I don't think uh, in the end that really changes too much for the series. Oh. Yeah, because if you need to, the yeah they still have stuff like Most Wanted, Need for Speed Rivals, mm-hmm. the Need for Speed, see Payback, Heat, Hot Pursuit Remastered. So... A lot of good stuff still there. Uh, let's see. They also announced that the next Battlefield will be revealed here yeah. on June 9th. Yeah. Um wondering what they're going to do this time. The last one... Uh, the last one was okay, but it didn't really set the world on fire like Battlefield 1 did. Yeah. Uh, it's... I don't know. It seems like they are calling it Battlefield 6. Mm-hmm. No woman roman numerals or anything uh but it'll be let's see june 9th i think at 7 a.m pacific 10 a.m eastern time uh so that'll be interesting to see i assume it's going to probably be modern day Mm -hmm. i think they will return to that 
Uh, so we'll have to see for ourselves here in a few days. Yep. That's sort of a a pre-E3 Summer Game Fest kind of a reveal. Yeah, pretty much. Um, but uh, yeah, what do we got up here? Uh, uh, it seems like one of Sega's announcements coming up got re- uh, leaked by Microsoft's store. Yeah. Uh, it is uh, Two Point Campus. The follow-up to Two Point Hospital, the game made by the people that did Theme Hospital. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it seems like this time you'll be managing a university mm-hmm. of sorts instead of a hospital, which is not really a subject that's been done very much. If or at all. very I'm not well. Sure. <laughs> I'm not sure if there's been any like school tycoon type of games out there. Yeah. Um that is going to be interesting to see. And uh, let's see, do we know who it is that's making this particular game? That's the same one as Two Point Hospital. Ah. I think they're called Two Point Studios. Hmm. It's got to be uh, interesting because, I mean, it, you know, well, honestly, I'm going to wonder, like, what universities they're going to be using as their model. Because, uh, you know, universities get funding through different channels depending on you know which university it is or where it's located um and uh, that would be part of the part of the the gameplay is like figuring out what sort of schools you want to make mm-hmm. uh, what sort of classes to offer and all that because uh, it'll probably be similar to the way that two-point hospital worked where you can kind of take it in any direction Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that first game was pretty good, so I imagine this one will probably be pretty good. Mm-hmm. We'll have to see. We'll see when it, when it gets an official announcement. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's get to some Nintendo news here. Uh, they are opening a museum in Japan. Yeah, uh, turning one of their old production facilities that hasn't been doing too much of late. Uh, mm. The Uji Ogura plant, located in Uji, mm-hmm. just outside of Kyoto. Yeah, uh, built back in 1969, it's been used for you know making their playing cards, to customer service repairs, but was shut down in 2016. They've been trying to figure out what to do with it since then, mm. and with recent plans by the city to re- mm. redevelop the surrounding area, Nintendo was kind of inspired to turn it into kind of a tourist attraction, which will house both permanent collections of the company's historical products, along with other experiences and exhibits as cool. well, which is a pretty cool idea. Uh, yeah. Hoping to have it ready sometime before March, 2024. Cause we kind of know that they've had their warehouses sort of full of a lot of historical artifacts of their own mm-hmm. as well as stuff from people, companies they've worked with. Oh yeah. Uh, so be a nice way for them to kind of show off some of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Let people kind of check it out. And see. I'm pretty sure like Nintendo's corporate headquarters has like a vault that has like probably, a, you know, probably something of, about everything that they manufactured at one point. Um, yeah. For obviously, like from, from the playing cards to the, the toys, the love tester, the, uh, I think they even have like the machines that mm-hmm. you would use. They used to have 
things in Japan where you would take in like your, I think it's the, the disc for the Famicom disc system that you just say like, Oh, I want to play. I want this game. It would copy mm-hmm. onto the, onto the disc and you would come back, you know, later and like, Oh, I want a different game. You can replace it with something else. Yep. That kind of thing. They had those two. Uh, Wonder if they're going to end up having to do like a like a exhibit on the love hotels that they owned at one point. <laughs> I don't know. It would depend on sort of what stuff they have to show. Mm. But it's pretty cool that they will be uh, doing something productive with that stuff instead of just you know housing it in a warehouse like it's the the Ark of the Covenant in Indiana yeah. Jones. Maybe they'll have uh, some of uh, Miyamoto's original artwork that he did when he was designing, uh, you know, the artwork for the for the arcade cabinets and stuff. Yeah, show off the like graph paper maps of like Mario levels and that kind of stuff. Especially the uh, the Zelda levels, because yeah, that that whole game was basically designed on graph paper. Yeah, yeah. So that's pretty cool. They're going to do that. All right. Uh, something else kind of came out uh, recently from the Video Game History Foundation. Mm-hmm. They got a hold of a floppy disk from, uh, what is it, Clyde Mandolin. I think mm-hmm. he worked on the original localization for Earthbound, uh, mm-hmm. originally called Mother 2, that uh, he had a bunch of data on this floppy disk. Uh, as people did back then, weren't really too interested in preserving uh, their their data and all that. So he mm-hmm. just deleted it and was going to use it to store other stuff on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, luckily, seemed to not really use it for anything. Yeah. I think they say he used it for like a small text file mm-hmm. on it. Uh, and if you don't know, even if you delete stuff off of a hard drive or floppy disk or a thumb drive or whatever, uh, it's not really gone. It's just mm-hmm. deleted the sort of index of that data until something else is put onto that, that replaces that data. Mm. Uh, yeah. So since he didn't really uh, replace it with anything, uh, they were able to sort of recover the data that was originally on that. It includes a ton of uh, localization information uh, and scenes and such from the original game that uh, mm. a lot of which didn't necessarily make it over into the final product. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you can go through this whole thing and look at it. There's a ton of stuff. It sort of goes even beyond the uh, the Legends of Localization book on Earthbound uh, because, you know, that was stuff that wasn't available at that point mm-hmm. to know. But it's a lot of like here's different scenes that, you know, maybe don't happen yeah. The way it did in the original game, other things yeah. that just don't happen. Are they, so this is the like original Earthbound, like this is like Mother Two, or is this the no? This is the localization you said, right? Yeah, it's Mother Two, but in sort of Japanese and English form. That it's Mother Two in transition to becoming what we know as Earthbound, basically. Yeah, because um, yeah, there's a th- th- that th- I know. I've heard that apparently, like between the game and its localization, there was like a bunch of stuff that ended from, I think, from the original that ended up getting sort of left at left to the side. Um, yeah, they mentioned here, like in Tucson, when you're trying to get tickets into the show, there's a man that calls himself the weakest man in all of Tucson. 
mm-hmm. uh, that you would potentially fight and get a ticket to the Chaos Theater, uh, which obviously isn't in the game. Uh, but they did translate his text into English and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so there's a lot of stuff like that. So it's like, hey, maybe at some point, if you looked at the tombstones in uh, that uh, graveyard, uh, you might actually pick up stuff off of them. Because mm. uh, you get that, oh, you picked up, uh, you know, something. Uh, whatever it decided was the thing there. Uh, so it has a lot of stuff like that. Mm. Yeah, there's like a, a woman in Summers that gives you, makes you something called a magic cake. As soon as you eat it, the screen starts distorting and you fall unconscious. You then have a vivid dream about a stranger named Pooh in a distant land. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, that's kind of a weird drug joke. But it turns out the magic mm. cake wasn't originally in the game. Uh in the in its original form, so the woman was going yeah. to give you a special oil massage on the beach, during which you would fall mm. asleep and have the crazy dream. Yeah, that wouldn't fly over here. <laughs> yeah, especially when it's to kids. Yeah, because you're playing a little boy. Yeah, that uh, it's very much an anime thing. Like Dragon Quest has the puff puff stuff. That yeah, much seems kind of in that vein. That's a. It's very much of a uh, sort of cultural uh difference in uh cultural mores or cultural uh what we find funny yeah <laughs> and what we consider appropriate for comedy and appropriate for kids for that matter because uh yeah children's media in japan is loaded with stuff that they could never get away with on um children's media over here in the u.s yeah like so, period yeah so it's well worth looking through this if you're into that kind of stuff. There's a lot of information here. I think there's even a video uh, mm-hmm. companion to it as they show you some of this stuff uh, mm-hmm. from the Video Game History Foundation's uh, YouTube channel. Yeah. So, well worth checking this out if you want to learn more about that. Mm. All right, let's get to some of these big news dumps here. There's the, I mentioned this, the PlayStation blog had a mm. big like, Q&A with Herman Hulst, the head of PlayStation Studios. Uh, and he dropped a lot of uh, information here, mm. uh, particularly some about some of their studios. Like Team Asobi has been officially introduced as a new team in PlayStation mm. Studios, uh, sort of a full uh, part of PlayStation Studios versus just a small team that was within uh, what was it? Tokyo Studio uh, mm-hmm. that got shut down. So now they have been. They're investing them to grow them. They're working on something new. I'm trying to see what the the bit is in here that he said. Uh, He does say, let's see, they ask, and perhaps redundant question, but it seems like maybe we haven't seen the last of Astrobot. Herman says, I hope not. I love that guy. Uh, So, yeah, they're talking about investing more into Japan Mm -hmm. uh, with Team Asobi kind of being on their own as a full studio. Uh, Polyphony Digital and sort of talking about working on more partnerships with other studios, sort of like what they've done with, you know, Housemark and some of these other studios, sort of mm. bringing them into the fold and sort of funding new games with them. I think it's hinted that they're working on some new family-friendly kind of game mm. uh, for Team Asobi, so uh, it's exciting. They got, you know, official logo, social media channels now. So you can check that all out. 
uh, for that. Uh, Herman Hulse does mention here that they have over 25 games in the works for PlayStation Studios. Um, almost half of those are new IP. Yeah. Uh, the other half are titles that are set in franchises that PlayStation fans already know and love. So they've got quite a lot in the works. Uh, yeah. Let's see, he talks a bit about new IPs and all that. And he also talks about how Ben Studios working on a new IP. Oh, yeah. Which we, which we kind of knew from the leaks that their pitch for A Days Gone 2 was kind of not taken uh, very well. So they were approved to work on something new, mm-hmm. which is yeah. great to see. Uh, very I think they got some good talents. The Days Gone maybe wasn't necessarily uh, a huge runaway success that needs a sequel right now. Mm-hmm. Like they could come back to it later, but mm-hmm. let's like see them try something new. Oh yeah! So that'll be fun. Uh, then there was some uh, unfortunate news that uh, they're talking a bit about how their studios have been adapting to working under COVID, and it's talking mm-hmm. about how performance capture with a lot of actors is kind of the the hardest thing to do. Yeah, uh, getting a lot of people into a physical location. And sort of it says here, so you got a choice. You could do it later in the schedule, which could cause you problems. Or yeah. you could do it where you could risk the final quality by doing it in a different way. But I can tell you we're not going to risk the quality. We want to ship extremely high quality games, finished mm-hmm. games, and we have to do that, obviously, without pushing our teams to the breaking point. So we have currently two very big, very narrative-driven games in development, Horizon Forbidden West and the next God of War. For both of those, they're frankly affected by access to performance capture and talent for Horizon. We think we are on track to release this holiday season, but isn't quite certain yet, and we're working as hard as we can to confirm that to you as soon as we can. And for God of War, the project started a little later, so we've made the decision to push that game out to next year and ensure that Santa Monica Studio can deliver the amazing God of War game that we all want to play. Uh, which makes sense for God of War, because we still haven't seen any sort of gameplay. So no real sign that it's Seems to be as far along as Horizon Forbidden West has been. Mm-hmm. So I guess ultimately a good a good thing. Let them actually finish the game, make it as good as possible. Yeah. Instead of trying to rush it out, especially when the things you want out of it, you know, the the story and all that. Uh mm-hmm. you don't want them to have to skimp on that because of COVID stuff. Definitely. And that's the sort of thing that's these big games are contending with at this point. Mm-hmm. Is trying to figure out how to deal with all this uh, stuff as we go for the things that you know you maybe can't do remotely all mm-hmm. that well. So yeah, that's kind of the the big news there. And it was angered the the idiots so much that I think Alana Pierce is working with San, Sony Santa Monica. I think mm-hmm. as a writer over there, she joined, I think, sometime last year. Uh, yeah. She revealed that she has been, she got some harassing messages blaming her for mm-hmm. it. Uh, which is like, because of course. Which is like, no, that's not how it works. No. And sort of Corey Barlog uh, was retweeting that, saying, you know, basically calling them fucking idiots. Saying, if you want to be mad at anybody, be mad at me. I'm the one that made these decisions. These people are doing great jobs. Leave them the hell alone and have your beef with beef with me. Mm. Yeah. Which is, you know, great to see him standing up for mm-hmm. his people. Uh, Absolutely. And yeah, 
and they're not going to beef with him because he's, you know, a dude. Mm-hmm. And the dude that they respect. Mm. That's not how these people work. You would think, but there's always that one small group within the small group who are, uh, let's just say they kind of want to get their, kind of want to get, kind of want to get their, I like to call it the bullshit pass. Yeah. Uh, because they think they're big boys with big pants. Yeah. Mm. But yeah, there's that. And the other kind of unfortunate, it's not really unfortunate news, but news is that the next God of War and Gran Turismo 7 have also been confirmed to have PS4 versions. Yeah. That'll be on the way. Yeah, um, I mean, that's not to be, that's not unexpected considering, amongst other things, the fact that, you know, the PS5 is still a relatively new system. And let's be honest, most of the people who want one have not been able to get one yet. Yeah. Uh, and it makes sense to uh, offer those games on the PS4 as there's still a big audience mm-hmm. there. Uh, and those games can be ones that people get on the PS4 and then when they get a PS5, you know, get their free upgrade and enjoy mm-hmm. the sort of full experience that that offers uh, mm-hmm. there. So that makes sense. Uh, but also that's caused people to get very angry mm-hmm. about their pure experience on the PS5. It's like, uh, you're going to get, you're going to be so angry about minor things. Yeah. With this kind of attitude. Seriously. It's like, if it was a perfect world, uh, you know, it probably wouldn't be on the, the old console. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, you know, COVID and all this, yeah, has conspired against all the perfect plans that every publisher has mm. at this point. Sony's not immune to that, much like anybody else. So that's that bit of news. They also had a PSVR spotlight, mm. sort of showing off a bunch of uh, PSVR games. Some of this we've already talked about before. Uh, not really too much to talk about here. There's After the Fall, the new game from Arizona Sunshine's uh, developer. It's kind mm-hmm. of a, a winter zombie game. Yeah, so just pretty much. More, more, another trailer that shows off more of that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's one that's new called Arashi Castle of Sin. Castles of Sin. That's yeah, kind of a, Arashi Castles of Sin. Yeah, a shinobi stealth kind of game. Yeah, you're basically playing a ninja. Yeah, you're assuming the role of Kenshiro. Mm-hmm. Uh, last surviving son of the noble house Arashi. Uh-huh. Uh, you're exploring, going stealth, using your wolf companion to distract enemies, all that kind of stuff. Yep. Uh, which looks pretty cool. That's out yeah. this summer. Uh, they shut off more of Fract, kind of expanding on the, the initial trailer, which has showed some brief mm-hmm. bits of gameplay. This kind of shows you more of a, a cohesive section. Mm-hmm. So you see some of the things from that last trailer, but you actually see like how... All that stuff works for the most part, mm-hmm. which looks really cool. The way they have oh, it yeah. set up. So, yeah, it looks. Also- uh, it's. It, I like. I'm liking the whole sort of cel shading sort of approach they're doing to the art direction. Yeah, it very much has like a Borderlands kind of vibe to it. Yeah, very Borderlandsy. But yeah, that'll be out sometime this summer. So there's that. Uh, 
Puzzle Bobble 3D Vacation Odyssey got announced. Like it's been yep. on Oculus for a little while. Yeah. It's coming to PlayStation VR. Yeah. It's sort of like, hey, what if you decided to make uh, Puzzle Bobble, but in 3D? Yeah. VR 3D? So that or, you had. To... I, th- I think I think a lot of uh, over here, a lot of people remember it as Bust a Move, but yeah. Uh, yeah. But you're kind of rotating these know, structures of these weird colored bulbs. Mm-hmm. Uh, you want to shoot the light colored ones to cause them to disperse. Yep. And see if that'll you know maybe shake more of it loose if you position it correctly. Mm-hmm. Instead of having this cannon that you're controlling, you're kind of using it as like a, a Mega Man hand cannon. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you can kind of aim it the way you want uh, for that. So that'll be out. Okay, there's no date on that. It's later this year sometime. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's uh, as multiplayer, has single player, all that kind of stuff. So might be need to check that out. Mm. Uh, the other one, Sniper Elite VR. Which is yeah. one that looks really interesting for me. Yeah, it's a VR version of Sniper. Yeah, Sniper Elite. So you're kind of uh, sneaking around, doing that kind of stuff. You can kind of get just get into firefights if you want. But mm-hmm. the main thing you're kind of doing in those games is hopefully finding a good perch, uh, taking a look down at enemies, mm-hmm. get your sniper rifle set up, which you can use the the aim controller for that. Uh, look down the scope and sort of hold your breath and all that to set up a really nice sniper shot. And if you uh, get a good one, it'll sort of zoom the camera over and show you as the bullet impacts their body Mm -hmm. and see, you know, bones cracking, organs exploding, that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. The fun kind of uh, Mortal Kombat-esque mayhem going on. And if we know anything about the series now, there will be a point where you can shoot Hitler in the balls. Well, ball, but yeah. Yeah, maybe. Uh, yeah, so that'll be fun to kind of have. Uh, let's see, that's coming out July 8th, though, about a month away. Mm-hmm. Uh, they showed off another game here called Wanderer. Yep. Which is pretty weird. It's an action-adventure game. Seems like you're alternating between timelines. Mm-hmm. Sort of solving puzzles and such that go back and forth between like a version of the world that is sort of post-apocalyptic, I guess. Plants overrunning yeah. everything, that kind of stuff, and back mm-hmm. to your current time. So probably some sort of messaging about climate change and all that kind of shit. Yeah. I don't know, but yeah. Seems to have a, a, a neat bit of like realistic kind of small stuff in there. There's like a little gif of you using like a water soaker to put out fire. Mm-hmm. So, and they mentioned like mini games and such that you do throughout that are kind of just unique little things you can do. So mm-hmm. that looks neat. That is, I don't think it has a date or summer 2021 sometime this summer. Uh, and then there's wind and leaves, which also looks really neat from what I've seen here. Uh, it's kind of a, uh, survival kind of farming kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it seems like you are an immortal of sorts, uh, kind of a gardener, 
that is trying to rebuild this forest. Uh, you're not able to really travel too far from the trees, or else like nope. these roots like grow around your head and pull you back. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you need to be able to sort of keep growing these trees, and the way you do that is you're going to climb the trees and pull off the fruit, put it in your inventory, and that is kind of the way you get sort of seeds to put you uh, or to help regrow this forest and let you explore further into the other biomes and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. This is a whole weird like holder thing of some sort of like energy or juice or whatever that lets you kind of go even further, but it you know runs out and you need to get near some trees or whatever for this other area you're in, that kind of stuff. It's kind of one of those kind of games where you're just kind of building things and uh, ex- using that to allow you to explore further around all that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. So that seems pretty neat. That's out July 27th, so about almost two months away. Mm. So that's a pretty good look at some of the upcoming PlayStation VR stuff. All right. So that'll be pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, let's get to E3 here. And the stuff that we kind of know about, but also don't really kind of know about. Because, again, a lot of the shit has TBD next to it. and Still pretty vague. Yeah. Yeah, they have their online portal, which doesn't make too much sense. It doesn't offer anything else. You can register as media, which Denrib has. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can register as a fan to post on forums, E3 forums and crap like that. Yep. It's like, who would want to do that mm-hmm. on their specific forums and chat and all that? It's like, I imagine most people just do it on the Twitch channels they follow or YouTube channels or Twitter, Reddit, whatever they're on that will talk about this stuff. Like, don't don't give your personal information to the ESA unless you really have to. Yeah, seriously. Uh, we've had one too many data breaches from those people. <laughs> Yeah, and they try to act like nothing's going on. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they have a bunch of stuff, showcases and such happening. A bunch of companies, but maybe a handful of them we have dates for and times. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of them might have a day that they're supposed to happen, but no idea on time. All the lists I've seen, the one I linked to here is in uh, is in Gameformer, Game Informer's site. They list mm-hmm. it, and it's like they got the the 13th, uh, that's Sunday, let's see, Saturday, the Monday one, it just has a pre-show at 8 a.m. Pacific time, and everything mm. else is TBD on it. So yep. Take two, Mythical Games, Freedom Games, Razor's having a show, for what, I don't know. I'll show you a new mouse with ugly logos on them, mm. uh, that kind of stuff. Uh, so they're having their first thing. There's Capcom, Verizon, I don't know what Verizon would show mm. uh, in television, which they have that in television console that they're, I don't think is out yet. I don't know. I know the Atari mm. one's coming out pretty soon. The Atari VCS mm-hmm. for 300 bucks, I think. Yeah. It might be okay. I don't know. Mm. No real reason to spend 300 bucks on that at the moment. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So the, the dates we have, there's Summer Game Fest. They're having their kickoff live. It's June 10th, the Thursday. 
That's 11 a.m. Eastern or 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, that is sort of the, the first show that kicks off Summer Game Fest, mm-hmm. uh, which is worth, which I, I think Jeff Keeley has said there's going to be uh, a bunch of announcements there. I think he said like about 30 games being shown off for that. Uh, we'll be streaming that. Uh, yeah, I think there's also supposed to be that performance by Weezer. And they mm-hmm. said it's not going to have any sort of DMCA possibility for it. God, I hope so. Uh, Day of the Dev stuff and some other things. Not really yeah. too much in the way of details on that. Uh, but we'll be doing that. So there's Ubisoft Forward on June 12th. That is the Saturday. That mm-hmm. is uh, 12 p.m. Pacific. 3 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, so we'll be doing that. See what they have to show, which is a lot of their stuff they've already announced. Mm. Uh, Far Cry. There's the Prince of Persia remaster. There's the uh, Writers Republic, Rainbow Six Quarantine. Uh, mm-hmm. They got a bunch of stuff, but I assume we'll get dates on things and actually see them being played. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that'll be a thing. Devolver Digital has a show. Okay, this thing says it's at 1.30 p.m. Pacific, 4.30 p.m. Eastern Time. So they'll have their showcase events. It's actually at a reasonable time instead of like at 11.30 at night. So mm. we'll be able to talk about whatever they show and what, a, what side stuff they put in there that's stupid and ridiculous. Mm. So there's that. Uh, also that day, we probably won't Cover it. There's a Gorilla Collective show. It's at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern. There's Wholesale Direct, which is a nice little indie sort of showcase of games that aren't you know super violent or anything. Uh, that happens about two hours before Ubisoft. Gearbox is supposed to have a show mm-hmm. uh, at some points, but no idea when. Nope. So that's uh, confusing. But yeah, the Summer Game Fest has some of this stuff on here as well. Yeah. I think that Friday there's like a Coke media show. Mm-hmm. You know, the the one branch of the like it's uh THQ Nordic. Though mm-hmm. they uh I forget the the full name of the company, the overarching company at this point, mm-hmm. but they're doing something there. There's Netflix is having a thing. Where they're showing off like their their gaming related shows. I assume The Witcher will be there. I think mm-hmm. the Cuphead show is supposed to be there. If you remember that's supposed to be happening. Yeah. It's gonna be that morning on the the eleventh. Mm. That's the Friday. We probably won't be doing any of that stuff because I have to work. Yeah. For a bit there, and then we'll be doing less weekend that night. Yeah. So unless stuff pops up in a time we can actually do and people have interest in talking about so we probably won't uh see the 13th is that sunday i do have to work in the morning there but i should be mm-hmm. able to get there for the xbox and bethesda game showcase mm-hmm. i think there's maybe a pre-show there we'll miss that because again i'm working so mm-hmm. even to get back in time for the microsoft thing i'm gonna cut short my work day there so but it's also work so who gives a fuck yeah pretty much uh, I got, I got uh, time to cover it. So, mm. 
Let's see what else is there. There's Square Enix. That's at twelve fifteen Pacific, uh, mm. three fifteen Eastern time. I don't know why it's starting on the quarter past the hour. Mm. Maybe they're having like pre-show stuff talking between there because uh, that's about two hours after the Xbox show. So maybe they're planning to go long. Yeah. But I think, but I think the Square Enix thing, they've talked about what they're going to show. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're going to talk about Babylon's Fall. Mm-hmm. Which probably haven't actually seen in any shape or form since E3 2018. Yeah. That's the last time they talked about it. They just showed a mm-hmm. logo and Platinum. People are like, wait, what? This is another game that they're working on. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll get that. Uh, we'll get the next game from Eidos Montreal. We made mm-hmm. Shadow of the Tomb Raider. So something new from them. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll get more of Marvel's Avengers, including that Black Panther expansion they're working on. Mm-hmm. Maybe the, the Spider-Man thing, whenever that's ready to show. Mm-hmm. Uh, they'll have Life is Strange True Colors and Life is Stranger Master to show as well. Mm-hmm. And there'll be other stuff. Maybe Final Fantasy 16 will see more of that. Maybe Final Fantasy 7 Remake 2. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, who else? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm wanting to see the sequel to Final Fantasy 7 Remake because they leave that game on hell of a cliffhanger. Yeah, and um, a couple days before this, uh, the PS5 mm-hmm. version comes out with the new content that you're not allowed to check out, Brandon. Yeah. You don't have a PS5. Nope. And that expansion is exclusive to the PS5 version. Mm-hmm. So that'll be that. Uh, there's the PC gaming show we probably won't cover because there's not much interest in PC games on this staff, mm-hmm. uh, at least for this kind of show which gets down to the weeds for stuff to cover. There's the future game show. I have no idea what that is. Maybe we'll do that. I don't know. Mm. I'll have to look more into like what that's coming from. That might be just coming from uh, the future games media group. E3 is doing some weird shows with uh, some of the, the media groups. Like GameSpot has a show there as well. PC gaming shows with PC Gamer magazine. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that kind of thing. So the future yeah. might be just with Games Radar and whatever else they have. Mm. So that's a thing. Uh, there's supposed to be like a Warner Brothers games show that I guess is supposed to just focus on Back for Blood stuff. Yeah. Which probably not going to cover that. Mm-hmm. I assume that's going to be pretty late then. Uh, the 14th, we probably won't be doing anything there because. No dates yeah. for anything, and I'm working. Nope. So yeah, probably not. And yeah, and uh, let's see. That's gonna. Yeah, I'm. I got shit to do that day anyway. <laughs> yeah, it has like Take Two, Capcom are on here for some reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, they got shows to do, but nothing. No dates, no time, or anything. So who knows? Uh, mm-hmm. Mythical Games, Freedom Games, Razor's going to show stuff. Verizon and Television, and something called Ven. Mm-hmm. So I think we'll take it easy on that day. Uh, then yeah. June fifteenth, the Tuesday, Nintendo Direct is going to happen mm-hmm. at noon Eastern time, nine a.m. Pacific. So we'll cover that. There's a pre-show of shorts of sorts there mm-hmm. at eight a.m. We'll probably won't do that. 
Uh, there's Bandai Namco, which if we get a time for that, we might do. Uh, Bandai Namco, yeah, we're gonna, probably going to have to because uh, there's been talk that From Software is finally going to be showing off Elden Ring for real this time. And that would be during the Bandai Namco thing. So, I think I saw rumors that it might be during the kickoff thing. It Summer could Game be. So, yeah. Um, who knows? That's we'll the pro- that's the the downside of this kind of format is who knows when anything shows and when that is. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's that, and there's like Gamespot thing later. So who knows? Yeah, that's kind of the. But just there, so yeah, we'll let you guys know on the the Twitter when we're gonna lock down this stuff. I've got mm-hmm. the schedule in our no. uh, our Facebook group, so I'll figure out who's gonna be where. We got interest in people that'll be available to do this stuff. If not, mm-hmm. we'll cancel stuff. But I think we'll have have a lot of people at a number of these. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll file it down. Don't worry. <laughs> Yeah, I'll get that posted on the Twitter. Hopefully, we'll have things locked down by Wednesday, mm-hmm. Tuesday or Wednesday, which is convenient because I will have to get uh, into the Nexus finished by Wednesday. Yeah, luckily it's not a long day, but or a long game, but mm-hmm. uh, cutting that close because that game, the next one, is out on Friday, right in the mm-hmm. middle of all this shit. So I have other things I want to do besides mm-hmm. streaming. So that looks like that'll be it for the E3 stuff. Mm-hmm. Who knows what's going to happen because it's all a big mess at this point. Yeah. Um, Even a week out. Yeah. Uh, there are some things I'm looking forward to. Um, I Like I said, Elden Ring is definitely top of the list. Um, uh, um, there's been talk that with the Bethesda one, this might be the year they finally start showing off a Starfield, which is the next big, like, Bethesda project that's coming down the wire. Um, Which I think they they will because Microsoft want to remind people why they purchased them. Yeah. And what they what their $7.5 billion got them mm-hmm. as far as games that will stay on their platforms. Yeah. The thing that would be funny is to see if they show off uh, the two games that Sony is uh, getting first. Uh, Ghostwire Tokyo and Deathloop. They'll yeah. show that there as part of the Bethesda stuff. Mm-hmm. Since show, Sony doesn't have a dedicated show at the moment. No, actually, uh, I think they said they were called. They were. They were. Um. They weren't. They actually weren't going to be part of E3 this year. So yeah, but they are part of Summer Game Fest. Oh well, yeah, that's true. They're gonna have at least one thing at the mm-hmm. kickoff. That's one of the companies that was mentioned for that when Jeff Keighley was talking about that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah. And I signed us up for the co streaming stuff on the Summer Game Fest. So, it has some fancy graphic stuff to go around the show feed mm-hmm. when we cover that. So, that'll be fun. Mm. Yeah. So, I have to take a look at what's all in there. And work on some of that stuff. Maybe we'll have multiple cam feeds. Maybe. Because if people want to do that, I can set that up. I just have to figure out how to do it. So I'll well, figure it out. Get on early and see what I can pull in. So we can mm. do that through Discord. Mm. 
I assume so. so yeah, I've not done any. I've not tried to pull any of that stuff at the moment. So that's the the very fuzzy plan of what's going on for this this upcoming week or so. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll definitely have a podcast on Sunday night that we're recording. Uh, no idea about uh, when any of that stuff will go up, but since we're not doing anything on Monday, that'll give yeah. some time to finish up the podcast and get that up. So, yeah, we'll figure Very it fun. out. Mm-hmm. Also, the weird thing is ESA is doing an E3 2021 awards show sometime on the yeah. 15th. There's no Which time is, uh... set to that, but it's also like, who gives a fuck about your awards? Yeah, seriously, who cares? It's like, oh, you're going to do one now. Okay. Mm-hmm. Who cares? But and it's also like nobody's doing demos or anything. Mm. As far as I know, there hasn't been like a whole week of, you know, demos for the various big uh, sites and such to determine mm. awards. So that was done on the press side, not the E3 side mm-hmm. or ESA side. So, yeah, nobody has an idea what the hell that means. Mm hmm. I think the weirdos will argue about it. Yeah. And then the, the normal people will be like, who cares about their awards? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's kind of the, the plan for the upcoming week. It's still fluid, but I'll get stuff posted on the Twitter and whatnots when things will happen. Probably make a post on yeah. the, the site itself as well with when yeah. to check it out and probably post a, uh, Articles with the embed of the the Twitch feed for people to check out. So Neat. we'll get that stuff uh, ready to go here over the next week. So, yep. Thank yeah. you to Brandon for joining this week. Uh, a little light this week, yeah. but we got a big week ahead. So, yeah, we're uh, trying to conserve our energy before the shit hits the fan. So, yeah, and we actually have things going on this year, unlike mm-hmm. last year. So. Yeah, thank you to Brandon. Uh, we'll be back next week with a, a new slate of news and all this dumpage that's going on, hopefully, by that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, then we'll recap everything the the weekend after that so that we don't cover on this. Yeah. There'll still be a bunch of stuff there. So, yep. That oh, is yeah. uh, it for this week's show. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Let your friends know. Uh, if you're enjoying the show, and let them know they should also tune in. Yeah, and, and uh, uh, we're pretty much on every podcast aggregator, so you can't miss us. Yep, just search for the name. Mm-hmm. Tell them to Google it, and it'll probably bring up something they can do with it. Yeah. Uh, I assume every search on podcast apps will or automatically scrape all that info. So Yeah. That's good. We'll be back next week with a new slate of New news. Yeah, specifically E3 news. stuff. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we'll be back next time. Have a good one. We'll see you all next week.